0: Welcome to the Midlife Mail podcast, a podcast designed to help men maximize middle age and live healthier, wealthier, stronger, and happier. I am Greg Scheinman, and I'm inviting you to join the thousands of men who listen each week, receive my Midlife Mail newsletter, and are committed to making this next phase of life our best phase. If you have not yet downloaded my No BS Guide to Maximizing Midlife, where I break down the three principles to maximizing middle age and taking back some of that shit you've given up, head on over to midlifemail.com forward slash no BS guide. Guys are loving these three principles to maximizing middle age, and you can download your copy today at midlifemail.com forward slash no BS guide. Hey guys, Greg here, Midlife Male Podcast Time. Battling a little bit of a sore throat this week, so thank you for bearing with me on this. If you have been following me for a while, um, then you know I am into ice baths, cold showers, cold plunges, all of that good stuff. And I moved the needle. I upgraded. Upgraded to the plunge. It's this amazing unit that you're going to hear a lot more about on this week's episode because I've got the co-founder of the company, Ryan Dewey, joining me. And he, along with his partner, Mike Garrett, created a cold plunge that is a true game changer in the market. At least it is for me. I have gone through various incarnations. I've gone through the ice bath, then I went to the chest freezer. Now I've got the cold plunge itself, and it gives me 24-7 access to getting myself in some cold water, which has made a tremendous difference in my life as far as energy, circulation, uh, reducing inflammation, and just becoming part of my daily routine to control my heart rate, my breath, be intentional and be purposeful. Um, And it's, it's just been really awesome. So I brought Ryan on because he's become a friend, he's become a partner, and wanted to share the story of the plunge, and, and hopefully give you guys a bit of an introduction into this world. So let's get to it. Ryan Dewey, Midlife Mail Podcast, talking about plunging. If you've been listening for a while, you've been following me for a while, um, or if you're even new you know, to the show, let me tell you, I am very, very into my recovery. You know, at 49 years young, I still need all the help I can get. Um, My workouts have gotten shorter, my warmups have gotten longer, my cool downs have gotten longer, and my emphasis has really been on recovery, sustainability, and longevity. And with that, I am super excited to welcome Ryan Dewey, who is the co-founder of The Cold Plunge, to the podcast today.
1: Great to be here.
0: Man, this is this is awesome um to have you here. Um I've got a cold plunge, obviously, in my backyard right now. Your cold plunge. We'll get into the specifics of the actual cold plunge and and what you do, but I gotta tell what a what a game changer, man. What Love a game changer that, it is. Um I have been dunking myself in, in ice baths. I mean, I have, I've gone from, you know, the, the metal steel trough Mm. and the buying of the bags of ice uh, to the chest freezer setup concept, you know, there. Um, and now to the final kind of, evolution of my cold plunging journey you know what i've been describing to people as is as the rolls royce or the the apple product of cold plunging you know here this thing is badass it looks great it functions great um i look forward to getting in it the way the water moves the lighting the whole thing like this is just taking the game to a whole nother level
1: Mm -hmm. i appreciate i'll take the uh the apple comparison uh (laughs) That's
0: a good one. Yeah. It's like white and it's sleek. Um, So let the guys know backtracking a little bit here on this also. So we got connected. I can't remember whether you reached out to me or I reached out to you, um, but I've been following what you were doing. I've been seeing some guys that I really trust and respect in the cold plunge. And I started looking it out and we got connected. It's like, let me tell you kind of what's going on. I could use something like this, you know. I got this mm-hmm. midlife male thing going on, you know, a lot of these guys are trying to, trying to help maximize middle age, get in the game, and and you and your team were just so responsive, um, and kind of so on point with it's like let's get you one, let's get you into it, let's talk about it, let's do it. Um, and again, it's been a game changer, and it's been great. So I wanted to ask you first and foremost, how did you get into this? <laughs>
1: Cold plunging and cold exposure, I think, first came to me from that infamous Vice documentary with Wim Hof that came out. I saw it back in 2015. That was my first real introduction to this world and Wim. Wim was my portal into this. And watching that, I watched it the first night and I cried. I watched it again the second night and I cried again. And it was more of who is this human pioneering this concept of like really being in control of our bodies in a unique way in the way that he goes about it. And it was such an empowering message that I, I I just wanted to believe it. And then seeing, starting to do the looking into the research and what he'd done in this study with the E. coli injection and, you know, and what he did with the team there. I don't know if you've heard that one where he had the 10, Um, individuals that they were injected with E. coli and he had taught them the breath work and they were able to ward off the, um, any of the symptoms from, from the injection of the bacteria and what he had done with the cold exposure. So all of that just blew my mind. And so I was like, okay, um, I've got to go explore this. Uh, So I started getting into it, hitting the rivers. I'm up here in Northern California. So we got great river River season, springtime, wintertime—awesome. So I was doing it, but kind of inconsistent. It was something I loved. Uh, we had a location in Sacramento here that had a cold cold plunge um, at the facility, so I was to hit that. So I just got like into it. Um, but it wasn't until and then the next progression, obviously, was launching Plunge in 2020 into when we actually, my co-founder and I, you know, this was a lifestyle of us, something that we were super passionate about. We're like, how do we, we were kind of blown away at the price points that were on the market at the time. And we were like, man, it's just, it's so wild that no one's done this. That's <laughs> no one's actually gone and created this type of unit and put it out there. So it was, um, you know, it led from just a full on passion and impact on our personal lives to let's create this and see if other people are interested in this.
0: What were you doing professionally at the time before you went into the, into plunge?
1: I own um, a place called Capital Floats, a company called Capital Floats, and we're a flotation tank center. So sensory deprivation tank, two up here in the Sacramento region. Um, so it was always been, not always, but since launching that, been in holistic wellness into water, being a healing agent. Um, so that was, and Mike, my co-founder, was, he owns Reboot Float and Cryo Spa, and they're down in the Bay Area. So he has three locations down there. So it was always really funny with him and I, we became really good buddies through this and we'd go around together and it'd be like, what do you do? I own a float center. He's like, I own a float center too. So it was like this commonality that we had that we weren't business partners and now we're business partners with plunge. So we've just been so tied into our um, you know, into what we've created out of it. So yeah, it was floating. And that was kind of the story of plunge itself of how it came out. Cause we were, you know, in California here, 2020, pandemic kicks. We're, you know, we had to close our businesses down. We were forced to close our businesses down and we're in this position. And which was a really big shock for me. Like it was, you know, that was my, my income. That was everything. And the uncertainty of like, whoa, am I ever going to get open again? Are we going to recover? Are we going to get through this? And we took it as a time of like, man, I got time for this one moment. And like, I haven't had this for the last you know, we'd been open five, four and a half years at that point. It's like, okay, let's see what we can do with this. And, you know, with that, it's turned into a beautiful, you know, story out of it of plunge being launched with Mike and I with the extra time that we were given.
0: Mm. You know, it's, it's a great story in terms of, you know, taking advantage or seizing opportunity, you know, that that's in front of you. And we saw, while we don't wish a global pandemic, you know, on anyone, or the, certainly the hardships that it took on a lot of the brick and mortar businesses, you know what you're what you're talking about here is it did create some really interesting and unique opportunities um, from an entrepreneur standpoint. Um, people that were able to pivot, you know, what people were now wanted at home, you know, what they were investing in, maybe to go outside that they couldn't get, you know, anymore places mm-hmm. that they were going that didn't exist, I and mean, I know. Look, I never worked out at home um prior to the pandemic. We didn't own any gym equipment, fitness equipment. I didn't have any recovery equipment, even really at home um I always saw home as the place I didn't want to do those things you know and get home and and do it um you know, and lo and behold, you know, when you're forced to change um you know, now it was okay, let's build out the garage, let's put a sauna in there, let's, you know, get the cold let's get the cold plunging going because you can't hop out to the to the cryo, you know, or the invert the sauna places or anything that I a lot of the stuff that I was doing. Um, and you just control what you can control. Mm-hmm. And while it took a while, you know, to get a lot of the stuff, of course, because demand was so was so high, um, you know, there we saw some real incredible, I think, brands that um that that really experienced some explosive growth and some things, certainly in health and wellness, people, we're going to make this a big priority. We're going to make big investments into health, wellness, recovery, sustainability, all of those things.
1: That was a huge thing that I noticed just from the pandemic in general. I mean, with owning capital floats, we had our, you know, our, our most full year last year. Once, And I I think it was like you were saying, like people made investments like this was a, you know, the pandemic with everything that happened and the hardships and all the challenges, it did put front and center like your health is a priority. Like we need to focus on our health. And, you know, it I think exposed how vulnerable we are. And if you're not healthy, you're vulnerable, whether it's through a virus or whatever it may be. That this, which I saw was one of the coolest things of people being like, okay, what am I gonna do in this long game to get healthy, get my mind right, get my body right? Um, so we saw it front and center with floating, plunge in general. We launched during that, so we didn't really have a pre-metric prior to COVID, but you know, we've been very busy. And everyone we talked to, I mean, you know, like you're you're in the space, it's all the companies were did their best time. And I think it was for obviously a shift in people have to do stuff at home. And I think it was like, no, I need to invest in this. This is a, like, there's not a message in this right now with what's going on of getting my health in order, um, or just up leveling. It was, it was very clear. And that was something that was clear to me at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, it was hard, like business shut down. I mean, I like, it was my only source of income at that time with that company. It was like, what, it was scary, but it was like, something's here. Like, well, who am I going to be at the end of this? And I want to be on the side of being, facing it, you know, and not letting it dictate where my end, end result was.
0: Yeah. I got to ask you a question on that too. When when that's happening, I've been on that, not exactly, that entrepreneurial kind of predicament, you know, like, okay, not certain during a pandemic because I was part of a bigger company at the time, but Wow, when when things are tough, you know, you're not sure where the business is coming from, you know, if it's moving forward and all that. were you able to stick to your routine like was it one of those? hey, were you able to kind of double down on your own wellness health routine? like I found like when I own my gym. I was probably the least healthy you know, in a way. Like it, began, mm-hmm. it was just very hard for me to train there. I'm looking at the air conditioning vents. I'm looking, you know, everything's always wrong, you know? Um, and then you throw a pandemic into this and the kind of business you are in. And at the same time, you know, you're plunging and you're going into like, like, were you able to kind of maintain your routine? Because mm-hmm. I look at people now, like what throws them off, you know? Like, and this is hard. Getting Going to sit in cold water also is is. Totally. Part of this is that it's hard, you know. So, other
1: things are hard. It gets harder. I I think about like when I launched Capital Floats. I definitely got unhealthy. That was my, you know, the first company, and getting to cross that finish line, I had to. Once we opened, like I went back on a journey of myself to get back to a spot, and I had, and I think there's seasons to life. It's not to like get out of our routines. I think our routines are crucial, but there's like sprints and there's times. I think. When we get out of our routine, while it's not a chosen thing, it's such a critical time to like kind of snap us and like, you know, I hit a, you get, I don't want to say it's a rock bottom, but you hit these moments of like, I need to make shifts. Like when the pandemic hit. I was going through a lot at that moment. Company closed down. My my longtime partner and I were back together now. We had separated at that time. So I went through that. I, you know, had no income. I sold all my stuff and moved into an RV. So it was like I was completely out of my routines. And all of that just like caused this like me it, it it caused an accelerated movement of my life. And so I think there are the moments that I try and grasp like. I want to stay in routine and I want to stay on my practices, but I'm also grateful, not when I'm in it, but right at that tail end of I'm recognizing I'm out of the routine that I think it moves everything forward in a direct, like, as long as I recognize it, I can get back onto a direction that I want to go and make some shifts quicker. So, I mean, I, I, during that window, I think I was, I was absolutely operating at a higher level than when I started capital floats during the pandemic. I was not that far off of my routine. So thankfully years earlier, I had gone through that complete breakdown. So I didn't get that far off, but I still had my moment that I was not, I wasn't dialed, you know, I wasn't up at, you know, set time doing the breath work doing the meditation. There would be days I'd have gaps and I would kind of, you know, go through my my struggle and suffering with that.
0: Mm. It's so good. And I appreciate you sharing all that because I think, you know, one of the things it does is it humanizes the business. Also, the Like we often think about, oh, look at the product and the customer service and the website and the Instagram and the, all this. But sometimes we just we also forget. Like there are people behind these businesses. They're they're not. Always, if not more often than not, they're not as big as they appear to be, you know? There's a lot of moving pieces going on, of course, behind the scenes. They're real, you know, a couple of people, entrepreneurs with ideas, trying to see it through to execution mm-hmm. and deliver on on a mission, deliver on a vision. Um, so I just kind of really enjoy hearing the personal stories behind behind the profession. And to that effect, I'm gonna ask you like, How do you fucking design a cold plunge? You know, like like you look like you had you I know you're running flotation center, you're doing all this, and then you're going, okay, people are sitting in ice, like, yeah, moved to tears by the documentary. Wonderful. They're sitting in buckets, they're converting chest freezers, they're doing all this. How are we gonna build a better mousetrap, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know, and make this thing, you know, awesome? Come up with even a price point and go, like walk me through like the idea to execution aspect of of the of the business
1: yeah so i mean thankfully on this run i have a co-founder and that's mike garrett and he you know cat floats i i launched solo he launched reboot solo and that was a uh, it's just been the blessing of this whole you know one of my biggest things that i've taken from this journey is having a co-founder it's like the uh, how much further we can go together um with the launch of Plunge, I mean Mike's the engineer. He's the inventor behind the product. That's not my skill set. That's not my background. I am. I'll pay the guy to screw in the light bulb. You know, like I'm. <laughs> I am very clear on what what I'm. What isn't my skill set in that? And so, Mike is the one. Before he started a float center, he built a float tank. You know, that's just what he does. He, he's an engineer at heart. Who's a phenomenal entrepreneur as well, but. He started building 3D mapping it. He he had just happened to move to Sacramento too. That's what was crazy about this, which was planned prior to the pandemic. He lands in April into Sacramento where I'm living. So now we're around each other. We're hanging out more. Um, And so he starts designing it. And he went on his journey. And I, you know, it seemed so distant to me. And I was kind of going through my process if I was... Moving into an RV, you know, selling my stuff to try and downsize to keep, you know, not spend everything I all my income. You know, it was I was in my own process. So he starts going through and designing this thing, and he's working on it in his garage, and I'm checking in with him and I'm looking at it, and, you know, he had some background and I knew some basic fundamentals of not so much how to do it, but what was happening, especially from the float tanks of the engineering, the plumbing, you know, sanitation filtration. So all that, I I had an understanding. I could start to see him making the iterations to it. Like he he had the first one he showed me and I was just, I couldn't see where he was taking it, but I could, he just had this, like, what do you think? And it kind of, I was like, I don't know, man, that's, it's kind of cute for your garage, but I don't know if that's a thing, a product that I would ever be comfortable selling. And, you know, at this time he's pitching me on maybe going into this together and co-found and I just didn't quite have where he was the vision that he was going with the product and then i remember coming back a month later and i could see the acceleration in what he did in the product and it hit me and it was still nowhere near the spot that we wanted it to be at to go to market but it was like i saw him and i was like got it like now i know where like your ability to move and accelerate this product that quickly I have no doubt we can get it to a spot that we would be extremely proud of and confident in putting this out to the market. And, you know, my thing to him, too, and him to me as well, was we we weren't going to do it if it was another ten thousand dollar product. You know, there were a couple other companies, rad companies that were out there doing it. But we were like, man, we, we, we need this to be around that. You know, when we started it, it was at four. It's right around a $5,000 price point now with shipping. We were like, we need it to be in that capacity because it's not that interesting to us to go just be, people are already doing that. And so to be able to keep it at the price point we did, it was, you know, that's when I committed to him. I was like, dude, I'm in, let's do this. And then the business actually started, we started to really think through this as a company and we, you know, our name it confuses everyone still, but you know the company name is Plunge. People call us the plunge, People call us Cold Plunge. People call us the Cold Plunge, and that's because our, S- our domain name mm-hmm. is the Coldplunge.com. And that was a real real strategic move that we did of looking at it. We're like, man, no one's really owning like Cold Plunge on Google. Like there's no companies out there, so we wanted the SEO. So by making that choice, we were like first, we were first page ranking on Google 30 days into our company and for a company launching that's rare without really seo optimization or any spend on that it was just we bought that and then we leveraged our our float centers we the whole concept was you know i think we thought like man this could be a really amazing company to go build but we wanted to do we're like let's just start with 20. let's sell 20 of these to our members and our customers through our float spas so we emailed them and we're like, hey, we're going to sell 20 of these. We got some free time right now. This is what we've been working on. Who's in? And they're all in Northern California. So we pretty quickly sold through those. We hand delivered them all, um, took them to their houses, set them up for people, which was a really fun experience to kind of learn the ins and outs of the mm-hmm. unit and kind of have a controlled group that we were able to speak with directly. Hey, what's going on with it? issues you're having? And so that was, and it was just really fun to be going and delivering this hand. So then from there, it just started to, you know, the SEO started to pick up and we, we hit the, you know, COVID health and wellness, cold plunging became a much more discussed concept, um, recovery tool and all that just snowballed the process. And then it's just been, you know, we're about 20 months into this journey and moving on to our, I think new fifth new building into the journey and, staff has grown, shipping all over the world. So it's been, it's kind of the genesis to to where we're at now.
0: Mm, such an awesome story. And, and watching these, you know, watching the business grow, you know, and kind of navigating all the, the twists and turns of, and logistics of, of what happens. And I want to double back to, to some of that a, a little bit later, but I also want to ask you, like, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. We talked about this. We're not signed or anything like why are people plunge? Why are people sitting in, in cold water? Mm -hmm. And by the way, I like the word cold plunge a lot more than I like the term ice bath. Mm -hmm. Cold plunge seems a little bit more euphoric, seems a little bit more like, Oh, you plunge the ice bath. Like, and I, and I've done them all similar concepts, but there's a very different feel to be sitting in, in a tub of ice than being in the cold plunge. But why are people doing this? What are they getting out of it? I as mean, as popular as it's become, there are a lot of people that have not seen the documentary. There are a lot of people that have never actually stepped foot in it. Don't want to take a cold shower. even.
1: Hmm? Mm-hmm. You know, I think the simplest, the simplest answer I have outside of all the, what it's doing hormonally and, you know, chemically in the body and all that it's, It is one of the shortest things that you can do to feel that much better. And I mean, two minutes, three minutes in there, two to three minutes and feel that and you do this consistently, but to have that feeling, I I don't know of any other thing. Sex, if it's that quick, you know, like, like what? (laughs) It's that like, I, 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 and it's what the beautiful part of it is, is it's not easy. Like, it's not like you just get to like take the pill and get that feeling after two to three minutes. It's like you, you have to do the thing that sucks. It's, it's uncomfortable. And so I think that's even reinforces this better feeling of like, I just did something I didn't want to do. And I feel this fucking good. And so I think in the simplest form, that to me is what's happening And then what that feeling is that I'm talking about. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, breakdowns of actually what's happening in the body on that and why we feel that way. But I I just, I haven't found, and this isn't the cure all. It's not like cold plunging is the the silver bullet that's life and that you do cold plunge you have no issues. It's, it's just, it's another tool, but that tool is the, the time period to use that tool and get that effect is just so small compared to so many of the other tools that we utilize around in our lives.
0: Mm, totally and and I get that there is this really interesting kind of dichotomy with it in that you don't necessarily want to do it but yet you do want to do it <laughs> you know you know I mean? and then you do it and you feel much better that you've done it and the hardest part of course is just actually committing and getting in you know in in the first place but then while it does get easier as you continue to be more consistent with it and you're more consistent with it because you want to get back to feeling the way you know, it makes you feel it's still, there's always still that little barrier to entry that the weather's not so perfect or you had a certain kind of day or you know, this is going to be cold and uncomfortable and then you do it. And then there's that kind of release and that feeling at the end, and you go, oh, okay, that's why I put myself through this. Are there any, I've, I've heard differing, I guess, you know, reports and people on it as far as, you know, how long you need to stay in the cold plunge Mm -hmm. after a certain point. Like, Hey, you've you've done it. You know, I've got guys that say, Oh, I can sit there and I can last for 10 minutes and I can sit there and I can." okay, well any benefit past three minutes?
1: I, I think it's depending on what you're doing it for. And that's, that's the cool part about cold plunging is it's becoming this kind of diverse process. You know, there's different things, different levers you could pull to go into different things. If you're doing it for resilience, which is a real muscle to be worked out and doing something challenging and rewriting that neural network of, I don't want to do this and I do this. And you're getting that on a level every day. But if you're doing it for resilience, 10 minutes, man, go for 10 minutes, struggle. Like, I don't know if you're getting, you know, I I would probably, I would debate that you're not getting your core body temperature already dropped. You're already getting some of the benefits that w- you could get for a two to three minute plunge. that that's kind of seems to be the sweet spot of everything I hear my journey into it. I think two to three minutes fairly consistently is a sweet spot. But if you're doing it all the time, you're going to need to mess with that dose and duration. It's like working out. You know, you can't go to the gym every day and do the same damn workout. Your body's going to adapt and you're not going to get that stress. You know, you're there to stress your body out and your body gets adapted. And that's the beautiful part of getting in a weight room. You get stronger and now you can handle that weight. You need to take that weight up. Well, cold plunge is no different. You're, you're, it's your nervous system. that—that's the, That's the muscle you're stressing out here. So, you know, two to three minutes is great. And you might need to start lowering that over time um, or doing, you know, throw in a five minute and then your body would be like, whoa, what's going on with this five minute one? And then you might be able to get back to a three minute. So you want to keep your body on, on guessing. And I'm, you know, as I say that, I'm probably at this, been doing this thirty day challenge with plunge, and my girlfriend's been doing it every day with me, so we're kind of into it. And I'm at like, you know, today was like the first day I hit three. I'm at three minutes. It's kind of my normal time, but I'm like, oh, I need to be going longer. I'm kind of at my, you know, I need to be working in or at least getting out and doing another interval brought it up to her today. I was like, we need to start lowering this down. You know, we're kind of at a sweet spot temperature for us right now. Like we're getting a little comfortable here. Um, so to your question, I think timing is, it's kind of an overrated, um, it's not overrated, but it's, it's, I think brought up more than the actual need for, and that's, You know, two to three minutes is a sweet spot. And it's also when you're starting out, like find the spot that you just can get in and start to control your breath. And that's a sweet spot. Like it's going to take your breath away. You want that. That's important. That's a great signal that it's working. It's doing what you're, you're intending for it to do. And then get to a spot where you're like, okay, I'm actually controlling my breath or get your whoop band or your aura ring and set up your heart rate right next to you and watch if you can get your heart rate down to a cat you know to in the 70s you know it's going to spike when you get in what's the breath process to get it down to that to me that's that's another great signal for looking at time but in actually lowering your core body temperature i think if you're in that you know especially in the 40s and below three minutes is is a great sweet spot to start
0: The Midlife Mail podcast would not be possible without the support of some incredible brand partners. I only recommend brands I use, believe in, and trust, and each brand was handpicked by me for a specific reason. I believe in these guys, not just because they're great companies with great people behind them, but because the stuff works. I use these to stay at my peak, and I suggest you do too. So go over to midlifemail.com and click on special offers for exclusive Midlife Mail discounts and promotions. So I keep mine now I and mean just just for reference guys I keep mine at 40 degrees. I'm typically a three a 3 minute man if you want to label me, you know something there. Give or take what Houston's weather is. Um I have been able to to go longer, you know, or or I guess you'd say almost enjoy it more, you know when it's 120 degrees here and humid in summer and you're jumping in after you've had a workout. Sure, okay? You're going to stay Stay longer. Is the contrast super, you know, super important? I mean, a lot of people are doing hot and cold. You know, look, I use the sauna. Uh, my routine is typically sauna first, mm-hmm. and then get into the, then get into the plunge. Is the contrast aspect of it mm-hmm. necessary? Added bonus, you know, are the majority of the people that are buying, you know, plungers from you guys? Do they have that kind of setup? You mm-hmm. know, and I want to get into that. people are setting them up inside. They're setting them up outside. They're doing. I mean. To create, you know, really, to create discomfort. Ideally, hmm.
1: I think it's it's not necessary. It's um, it's an added, it's an added workout. You know, it's again, it's a stressor. So, in, in a good way, uh, it's what we're doing here. So, you're just taking took your body down to here, and you're going to go take it back up to here, and it's you might, ch- ch- you know, transition between the two. So. I think it's not a necessary thing. It's not something I do consistently. Um, when I do do it, I love it. It's definitely more intense on my body. Um, so I think it's not, uh, to your question, it's not something that's a mandatory thing, but it's it feels really good and it has a massive impact on the body.
0: Morning or evenings?
1: On mornings. And, okay. and that's for two reasons for me. The, to shake the, to just accelerate my morning, I get in there, uh, and I just speed up. Everything speeds up for the morning. I get it clear. I get that thing done. And my energy is just at a level of like, um, it, I just couldn't get it anywhere else outside of doing that. So I do it for that. And it's, I know I'm going to do it more things that get in my way during the day for me tends to, I haven't built that routine of when I would do it in the afternoon. So it's kind of just a bonus if I do it in the afternoon, but I haven't worked that routine in. So it's an opportunity for me to kind of weasel my way out of it if I don't do it in the morning. And so it's, for me, I've built that consistent consistency. How about you?
0: Uh, Evenings actually. Yeah. Evenings. Um, my morning routine is pretty kind of pretty well dialed in. And at the same time between getting the dogs out, getting my writing and stuff done, getting the kids off to school, being with my wife, like, um, I found that evenings is working really well, you know, for me, I get my workout in a little bit later in the mornings. Uh, sometimes I even my workouts are usually about nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I, wake up at six. So it's I come working from six and family stuff. And then I'll work out once I've cleared some things off my plate. And then after my workout, I just shower quickly, get into work mode again, knock it out. And then, or I'll wait until about 4.30 to work out like today. Today, I'll train at 4.30, moving a little slower, a little bit of a sore throat. Everybody in my house has been sick. I'm like, I'm just going to do my workout at 4.30. That's really kind of become my favorite time in Mm. a way. And then, then hit the sauna, then hit the plunge, Got it. then hit the Epsom salt bath. If I really have time for it for an extra 15 minutes, get the body temp back, um, and then just be like clean and kind of ready to eat dinner and, and get to bed. Like that's what I'm finding works out for me, you know, mm-hmm. the best in there. Um, also cause I just sleep so damn well.
1: Yeah. Yep. Like
0: after the cold in particular, I sleep so damn well when my body temperature is lower, you know, you got that kind of clean, crisp, cold feeling, and I sleep super well. That's why I kind of don't want to shift the routine. Like if I would add morning possibly, but I don't think I would give up the evening for that reason.
1: And Dr. Andrew Huberman just talked about that recently on some podcast I was listening to, but our our bodies, there is a thing to that of cold plunging, in sleep because our bodies need to drop. I think it's like a degree, degree and a half to drop into like deep REM state. So by getting your core body temperature down before you go to bed, you could drop in quicker to that REM state. Um, so there is like actual, it is accelerating that process to get into a deeper sleep and have that throughout the night.
0: That's a big deal for me as somebody who's struggled with getting good sleep. Um, kind of turning off the mind a little bit there in particular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been really helpful there some other stereotypes and things I want or misconceptions and stuff I kind of want to address um, as well like this is not just for athletes jacked people you know uh, ultra people you know the the extremists if you will you know, would you touch on that a little bit kind of the the idea that i mean the benefits of cold plunging you know like, you don't have to think of yourself an, as an athlete or be an athlete
1: Yeah. I mean, I would almost, I mean, our, for sure our customer base has demonstrated that to us. This is like the most wide variety of people, uh, different age groups, different, different aspects, whether it's actual recovery, pain management, um, you know, all different reasons that they're getting into it. So this is, I mean, we're human and being human, Our stress response is vital to how we show up in the world and so to me that's like the core thing that the plunge is doing it's great for muscle recovery it's it's awesome for all that you're going to get all that but you're actually learning how to respond to stress it's a manufactured safe environment to get in there and spike your adrenaline spike that stress response put us into that state and learn those triggers in our bodies and learn how to breathe through it that's that That's the exercise that's taking place every single time. So with that, none of us are immune from stress. We are, um, you know, and stress in the external is the, shows up the exact same way in our body. It is, doesn't matter if it's someone yelling at you or you're concerned on some thing that's happening in your business. What's internal is the same process for every damn person. And so a plunge is that environment it triggers the stress response then we learn to to breathe through that so that to me is like why it's for you know every person is going to benefit from this and what they're going to get out of that and And then you're not even getting into like the immune system side of it of you know they were again hubert andrew was talking about this with you know adrenaline being a precursor to our immune system And what that does and so adrenaline is essential for us keeping a high immune system but learning how to manage adrenaline not that adrenaline throws us out of whack and we're doing super shallow breaths and we don't we're in fight or flight it's like you actually can override that and put yourself through adrenaline to actually maintain at a at a at a level and i just went through a a, this was super cool i did a test just test all my you know try and test my levels consistently and this year i did a um more of a gene, uh, like a DNA look into my body and kind of looking and they test my biological age compared to my, like, you know, what my, my cellular level age and then my immune system age. And I was, you know, I'm 36, um, you know, starting to feel some stuff in my body transitioning, whatever, all the things, but my immune systems at 30 years old. Um, and so that was like a really cool just affirmation, you know, doing breath work every single morning, getting in the cold plunge. It's like you read the, I read these research studies that it's doing that, but to actually be like, oh man, this is cool. Like my, this is, this is showing up good. (laughs) Like it's actually a test even affirm this for me. So, um, you know, for everyone, I think that's immune systems at the forefront and, you know, learning how to regulate our nervous system. Those two reasons right there.
0: I think those are, those are huge. And I think as we also start seeing People going back to work, you know, again, commuting, sitting down again at work, or been home, sitting down, sedentary. You know, one of the things that that I attribute to to cold plunging is kind of decrease in inflammation, increased circulation, reduction in just soreness, whether that's from training or just sitting on my ass. You know, which I try not to do a whole lot of. You know, in there, Um, but the way. Again, my body just kind of feel. It feels looser. You, know, you mentioned being thirty six and what you are starting to feel. Okay, wait until you hit forty nine. You know, <laughs> you know, in in there too, you are not moving as well. You know, it takes you longer to kind of lubricate those joints, get looser, move. I get, totally. you know, my la- lactic acid buildup um, from the workouts just was staying sore, soreer, longer. You know, um, and again, looking for ways to improve my recovery, active recovery, sustainability, longevity. And when you can decrease the inflammation, when you can increase circulation, when you can sweat stuff out, and then you can also then go in and lower your your core body temperature, all of a sudden you start feeling a completely different way. You start performing a different way. Um, and you like it again. So, so you keep, you keep doing it. Um, we touched earlier on price points for the unit, and what you guys felt was kind of like the sweet spot for you getting, you know, getting into the game, you know, and wanting to do this. And I was like, the unit's pricey. Okay, I mean, look, there's a, it's a number, mm mm-hmm. And there's all different ways I talked at the beginning. You could just go buy bags of ice, you know, and you can fill them up in whatever you need to. We got guys sitting in barrels. Well, then you can upgrade maybe to like the chest freezer thing. Then you've got the plunge. And then maybe there's even, even something ahead. If you'll talk a little bit, and I'm also happy to share my opinions, kind of quantify again the you know, the investment in the, in the comparison. And where I'm going with this is you know, yeah, time maybe. and money and convenience and all of those other things. Mm-hmm. Where where the ROI comes in on this too?
1: <laughs> time, time is a, a huge ROI. Um, and first to acknowledge, yeah, it's it's this isn't this is an investment. You know, most anyone, at least in my world, this is an investment in in price. This is not something you just casually purchase. Um, so we totally acknowledge that, and I think what what the savings are. I mean, where we. Where we, I mean, a number of things on where we priced it, where we've priced it. it's It's been dynamics into, we, we wanted to get it around this price point. We thought this was like, we didn't raise it up even higher because the market was telling us that was the way to do it. We're like, no, this is what we feel that we could run a successful scale, this company and do it at a level that can ideally get as many people involved. We work to get financing options in place. We have that. Um, but where the savings are, I mean, for guys like me, I'm not handy. Like I said, I pay the guy to screw the light bulb in. So I, I tip my cap to everyone that can get out there and build their own thing. And, you know, in the chest freezer world, that's a massive world, but it's a, you have to have a level of handiness to do it effectively, or you're going to run into some major issues. You know, first you can totally have some danger with electrocuting yourself. You could, it's not built for a human to get in there and have, you know, 80 gallons, of hundred gallons of water sitting in it. So to get into it and actually do the caulking correctly and have the, you know, try and get some sort of level of some circulatory with water and filtration in there. It's that's You're going to start to get into a price point that's you're actually investing some real money and time into it. So if you love to do it, I actually say like, go try that out. That might be the, you're going to save a little bit of money doing it that way. And if you enjoy it, that's a good start. But, you know, from the ice bags, it's like, I mean, just to calculate, to do an ice bag run, to actually get it down to the temp you want, depending where you live of the water temperature Mm -hmm. of your hose. I mean, you're 50 to 80 bucks a, a trip on that right there minimum. Um, and that's a one-off. Then the ice is going to melt and you got to do it. So if you really want to do this every day or build a routine with it, that's just not a sustainable option. That's not viable. You, we don't have time. First, if you can afford that, I probably don't think you have the time in your life to be doing that every day. Um, and I would actually, if you do, then maybe you want to evaluate the, the, <laughs> the other side of it. So, you know, that's a factor Into getting ice every single day. And then it's just, to me, it's like, if you add, this is the option, if you want to be consistent, because it's already like you've touched on, it's already hard enough to get into this thing. So imagine all the steps, the barriers that you have that you would have to do to get in. It's just going to limit the probability that you're going to do it. If you had to fill it up with a hose every single day, you had to drive and get the ice or get someone to deliver it to you, fill it up actually get in there and do it every single day. It's like you're, it's, so to me, when you really run, if you're actually going to do it from a calculation standpoint, you're saving, you're going to save money. And we've run that calculation. I mean, it's, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of more dollars. If you were to actually do an ice bath with ice every single day at your house, the chest freezer could save some, a few bucks. You're going to run into issues down the road. It will start to leak. It will start to, it's going to get grimy in there. It's not going to have the filtration. Water doesn't like to be stagnant. Chest freezers aren't built with circulatory plumbing type systems. You know, and we, we actually have one of our top partners is a guy named John Richter. Awesome dude. John wrote the book on how to build a chest freezer. And he has the, you know, largest Facebook group into this. And he's come on with us. And he's like, I still encourage people to do it. But like, I know what this costs to build this thing. And I know the time that goes into doing it correctly. And it's not that much more just to go get one of these and show it up at your house. And in 30, 45 minutes, you're, you got it set up and it's cooling the water down. So um, it's a number of reasons. Depends on who you are, what your lifestyles like, you know um, what time, how you value time and then how consistently you want to do it. So um, there's definitely options out there. I, I always encourage people if you're starting out, like get into some cold showers. Try that out. See what that's like on your body. Are you going to do it? It's. It's. I would say don't compare it apples to apples. It's a very different experience. Just to get you know water hitting your chest or the back of your neck, if you'll feel good after, but it's a totally different than a full bot, full immersion cold exposure. Um, and then even like a one off ice bath, it's different than the uh, having a cold plunge because an ice bath, you, you know. You could set the temp and figure out what it is, but then you got to kind of figure it like keep adding ice. You're kind of this scientist getting it down to the right level of temperature that you want. And then in that you're, you're it's actually, it's a different process. You're going to fill that thermal layer around your body. So you actually, the the ice isn't as cold where like a plunge, you're getting circulatory water in there. So it's keeping the water moving on you. So your body's not fully can't really get comfortable within it. So, you know, I, I think it's, yeah, you want to be mindful of the, you know, making sure you want to use it. I would encourage anyone that's going to use it. If you're going to buy it, make sure you want to use it consistently. But if you want to use it consistently, it's it's really, um, you know, time, effort, maintenance, all of it, you're going to be saving drastically.
0: So that's pretty spot on to the kind of exact evaluation in my own personal experience, you know, with with it, which is why I wanted you to kind of Take take us through because I know that you've obviously done that evaluation because you've said, Hey, we've looked at this every way we can possibly look at it and we always miss a few things, but we're in the business, you know, of of this. And guys, out there, if you're listening to it, just backtrack from what Ryan was just saying, you know? If you haven't done any of this before, just start in a shower, you know. Any level of of, of discomfort, you know, turn the knob down. If you have a bathtub, start in a bathtub mm-hmm. in there. If you get into the bathtub, get a couple of bags of ice, you know, throw a cup of ice into the bath. Then decide if you're going to do an ice bath in the backyard or consistently. Then you can look into the chest freezer situation. But I can tell you what a lot of guys end up coming to me with is like, hey, just cut to the fucking chase and just tell me, you know, like because you've been, you know, because you've done all this. And I have this over the last, you know, five years or so. Mm -hmm. I've gone from spending a lot of money on cryo and wrangling, which means you got to drive there. And you got to pay a premium. I'm going to go do it, so you're not doing it every day. Again, to the let me get a metal trough, okay? And now I'm stopping and filling my pickup truck full of bags of ice, loading them in and out, taking the time. And you're spot on with what the costs are. Call it about fifty or so bucks, you know, each time. And in about seven minutes in Houston, it's gone. You know, if you're doing this in the summer. Overall, you know, there too. And then you graduate, as you were saying, maybe until the, to the chest freezer. And everything happened that you just described too. A little grimy, a little rusty, not made for this, constantly worried about electrocuting myself, you know, big, big sign on it, you know, unplug before enter, all of those things in there. And then you know, say this: if this is something you're into and you want to do and you're kind of, and I've gotten myself to a place, this is part of my lifestyle. At this point, you know, it's part of my lifestyle. It's it's integral to how I feel and how I perform. Each you know, each and every day. And I'm not an everyday guy. I probably am for like four to five days a week. Mm-hmm. Real estate. shit happens during the week. Sometimes things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to try your 30-day challenge at some point, see if I can actually really make sure to 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 get it done. But when you are ready, the numbers play out. Mm-hmm. The numbers really play out. And one of the other issues I was having was with my wife. I don't know if we talked about this or it comes out she didn't like the way anything else looked well like you guys like it looks great like the, the actual plunge looks great it's like I'm glad you
1: brought that up i mean what, that
0: what is it made out of it's white you know is it like i don't, I don't even know is it? is it plastic like if i like what is it
1: what is it made an of okay. it's acrylic okay acrylic um but yeah it it looks like a you know tight edges freestanding tub um and that if was, you put
0: it in your bathroom, and a lot of people have these inside. If you put it in your bathroom and made it look like your bathtub, it would look like a very modern, sophisticated, sleek, all white architectural digest kind of kind of tub in there
1: that's that's it to it, too. We wanted it to be you know masculine, feminine, both like it, passes the wife test, a showpiece, you know the the common chest freezers hidden in the garage. We wanted this to be now out. This is a piece that you have in your backyard that you, your friends ask about. Your wife's comfortable looking at it. And the cool part that you talked about, I don't know if your wife's been hopping in with you, but it's like, as it looks better and it's out, like a lot more women are getting into it. It's something that's like, you know, it's something that a lot of men are talking about. It's like, I do this with my partner now, or I do this with my kids. It becomes this new activity that's done. And that's just been... We did not plan for that or anticipate that but it's like been the coolest thing that we've seen of this new like kind of community builder within homes.
0: It's a far more inviting look, I would say that versus a scary, you know, the the fear factor of watching somebody dump in 20 bags of ice, you know, to a tub. I think it's a far more inviting look. I'm glad you mentioned the kids. You know, we've got boys 15 and 18. Um and it's great for them too. I mean, my boys have used it. They're both athletes. You know? They're getting past that point where they can just run out on the field and just play without stretching or feeling anything at fifteen and eighteen. Um, mm-hmm. So it's great for them also in there. And what's been cool is that even buddies of theirs that play on the lacrosse on the lacrosse team with my older son and other, like they want to come there. Like, can we come use the plunge? <laughs> can we you know, can we come use the plunge and we want because they're getting acclimated to, again, recovery and performance and how they feel. You know, um, so it's great to develop I think those healthy those healthy habits early. Um, I think a couple. Mine is outside. I think you and I talked about that too. Mine is outside. It's in the backyard. It's pretty close to my sauna. Sauna in the garage. A little door in between, and then I walk out and I plunge. But it's perfectly fine to be outside.
1: Yep, it's built to be outside. We have we also have a hot and cold type unit that is you know, it can turn into a hot tub. So it's like a function of that. Um, But it's really more for uh, being in Houston, you're not going to be dealing with this. But if you're in South Dakota, it's not so much of, is it going to get cold enough? It's, will this thing freeze and break? So it's a way to upregulate the temperature. So it could be 10 degrees outside and you can go plunge at 45 degrees. Um, so that's, that's the main functionality of the, our, our hot and cold unit. So yeah, it's built for indoors, outdoors. Customers put it all over, um, you know, whether it's in a gym inside or right outside by their pool or, you know, where a hot tub or just wherever space you have, you have a balcony, just put it on the balcony. Um, mm-hmm.
0: and-, and guys, I'm like, Ryan, I can't put together anything. Mm-hmm. I don't do I don't do any of this. I didn't actually even put together the plunge myself, even though this is the most simplistic uh, instruction booklet there. Um, thank you, Jesus, our guy who's always over at our house doing everything and anything. Jesus is out with his son. His son plays baseball. His son was the first one to use it. I, I'm like, listen, just I've already. He already knows me, so I'm like, I will not do a pull up on a bar that I've installed myself. I will not get into it at all. So I
1: can, I can relate, man.
0: Yep. So he was over, put it together in no time. I was able to grab a little breakfast, come out, see his son already using the thing. It's super, super easy to put together or get almost anybody that knows anything about anything to put it together. Um, it's got a great cover also. Again, so mine is out there, it's covered up, even comes with a great rubber duck, you know, that floats around inside. I know like I'm not in sales anymore, guys. I'm just telling you what I like. Okay. Um, and I really genuinely like this. I really think that it has made a huge improvement in in my life. The evolution of of ice baths, chest freezers, cold plunge, cold is a is a part of what I do now, and and this is just just made it better. You know what we're looking for is looking for more efficient, more effective, um, you know, and and better. And when you think the economies of scale and the return on investment to play out there, um it's just something I'm confident and and feel good about talking about and, and recommending Ryan, what did we miss? There are questions that you get that you're like, we didn't, we didn't cover in there or concerns that people have when they reach out to you
1: guys. Um, a a common, we kind of touched on it, but a common mistake or I think, People are looking always for the, like I think people stay in and start at a temperature too low. They stay in too long and start at a temperature too low when starting out. And I liken it to the gym model again. If you go in and you work out and you blow yourself out, it's it's probably going to hinder you from getting back in the gym tomorrow. So I think whether let's say someone does purchase a plunge and they don't really have a practice yet, start at 55 degrees, go at 55 and tell yourself, I'm going to do 30 controlled breaths today. Like just do commit to that. I'm going to do that until I don't do that because I'm going to lower the temp by a couple degrees and I'm going to go longer. Or I'm going to increase my breath mechanism. So, or the length that I'm going in. So that's one that I always encourage people like, yeah, we see everyone out there at 30, 39 degrees and going for 15 minutes. It's like, let them stay in their lane, like stay in your lane and find your spot. And that's the other part to the plunge is like, it's it's an investigation into yourself. And so, you know, these protocols, there are, yes, kind of generalities that are out there that we touched on that I think are good starting points. But man, it's a great experience to get in there and kind of see where you're at. Like you said, some days are harder and it's going to tell you like, man, my mind's scattered today. Or I'm not in my body today and it's it's this this is a lot harder today than yesterday some days I'm super present let that tell you where you're at let you let that give you a an understanding of your body it, it's gonna tell you you get into a full submersion where you're holding tension you can really start to surrender into your neck your hips your back like and actually breathe into that spot so it's a great tool to actually like learn your body and actually start to understand it our, how we breathe um learning to breathe in a challenging situation. So I think those are just more of demystifiers and just encouraging people. Like it's kind of find your own balance in this and learn there's no right or wrong protocol to this, but as long as you're listening to your body.
0: So many good takeaways there. Um, and I'm actually going to use them. I think even for me personally, go back and maybe, maybe raise that temperature up a little bit try to really work and focus more on the breathing and, and things like that. You made some really, really good points there and some stuff that I think I've even been overlooking you know, of, of late where you get in to just kind of knock out your three minutes, you know, and feel there versus being more intentional with the whole yeah. thing. Um, and love the notion of not needing to go to extremes. I mean, guys, again, this is not about starting with the, with the extreme, you know, behavior and the gym analogy is so, is so perfect. And you can start at a number, you can lower that number, you can always raise it back up again. you know there are there's a lot of green you know in in between the end zones you know where you where you can where you can experiment experiment with this, and use the tool of the plunge in various ways to get different kinds of mental and physical results to it.
1: This has can you been awesome. it, Greg I mean you your message is so much about consistency, consistency wins, so it's like that is plunging. What are you going to, what's going to get you in consistently and, you know, finding that sweet spot. So that's, that's the, that would be my takeaway to anyone. Like what can you do consistently and just do that and you will adjust it. You will figure out how to go deeper if you're consistent.
0: Totally. Consistency beats intensity all the time. Ryan Dewey, this is awesome from the plunge. How do people find you? How do they learn more about the plunge? How do they how do they get one? You guys are in high demand, you know, right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, um, you can find us online at thecoldplunge.com. You can Instagram at thecoldplunge. It's our main, you know, I think TikTok We're all, you know, all the social channels, we're there. You'll find it. Me, I'm at Ryan A. Dewey on IG is kind of my most active space. A cool one. I don't know when this is going to air, but we are on May 2nd. We're going to be airing on Shark Tank. So if people have any interest in checking us out, Mike and I went on, uh, last year, sometime, but this is our final, this is our air date and it was a radical, cool experience and, uh, won't give away any teasers or anything, but it was, uh, yeah, it should be for some good, good laughs and a a, a good, uh, good watch. So Monday, May 2nd at 9 PM on ABC, regardless of where you're at 9 PM. So.
0: Well, that is awesome. I am so happy to hear that. That That's a surprise um, to me. And that's a really cool one to hear. I definitely will tune in. Definitely watch that. I've already got a feeling, okay? We got a little cold feeling. I've already got a little bit of a cold feeling about how it went for you, you know, <laughs> out there.
1: Mm? Thank
0: you. On on the whole thing. Guys, Ryan Dewey, the cold plunge here on the Midlife Mail podcast. Um, if you like what you've heard on the show, again, please give us that five-star rating. Leave us a positive review. Go follow Ryan personally. Go follow The Plunge on on the company page, everything there. Tune in to Shark Tank. Make sure you're subscribed to the Midlife Mail newsletter every Sunday. That'll get dropped in your inbox. That are my thoughts for the week. A new episode of the podcast, three things I'm into. um, Makes it easy. Go to midlifemail.com. You can check all of that stuff out, including my brand partners, of which The Plunge is one of them. Um, let me see if I even get this right. You're right in front of me right now. I believe it's promo code midlife mail. Mm-hmm. I we think check. so. And I'm, if for some positive. It usually is, okay, out there. So we're gonna go with promo code midlife mail if you're interested in getting yourself a plunge. But as always, guys, you could reach out to me through Instagram. You could reach out to Ryan directly, you can email me, Greg at midlifemail.com, and we will get you hooked up there
1: too. It is midlife mail.
0: There, there it is. Talk about prepping for the show. That's right. All right. All right, guys, until next week, Ryan, thank you so much. I am out of here. Take care. Thanks, Greg. If you're interested in coaching and taking this conversation deeper so that you can achieve your personal and professional goals, be sure to head over to midlifemail.com and check out the Work With Me page to explore options.